0: everybody welcome to siren songs the podcast um this is the show where i have on a bunch of songwriters that i'm obsessed with and i try to learn from them and steal their talent so <laughs> today i have oh, for your listening pleasure emily fenton she's a multimedia artist in new york um She's been a siren like three times over. We love her um and she's also releasing a double single <laughs> on on April first so uh, look out for that. um hey, Emily, thanks for being
1: here. I'm so happy to talk <laughs> <laughs> how's, your, how's your quarantine going? it's you know i've I've been saying that I sort of live life in quarantine anyway, uh-huh. I'm kind of like. I mean, I have a I have a very uh, fruitful, active social life and amazing people in my life that I like to spend time with, and I miss them. But um, you know, the however many hours a week that um, I spend working on stuff, that's already pretty isolationist. So my personal life hasn't been too impacted. But you know, it is a it is a scary time. Feelings of impending doom and oh yeah, about what's gonna happen. There's solidarity in it, which is kind of beautiful. So,
0: yeah, that's that is the really good thing is I feel like people are really coming together (laughs) without physically being together much more (laughs) than usual right now.
1: I know, and it makes me so thankful for the internet. I had so many feelings of resentment and, um, and you know, my just sort of toxic feelings around the internet in general. And I definitely, Mm um, am reevaluating its purpose I guess and think it can be helpful so yeah
0: it's so funny i was just listening to your music before we got on this call and i was listening the last song i listened to was the internet
1: <laughs> <laughs> i like that one
0: it's such a good one um okay well my little icebreaker question Love that it. i asked everybody is what song do you wish you had written and why oh man it's hard. There's so many
1: that I haven't. Yeah, I feel like, like any any Cheryl Crow song. Oh yeah. In general, I'm like, why? I mean, obviously she's a classic. Like, there's no way. Um, <laughs> and, uh, like, I feel like the songs that are, and a lot of Casey songs too. On uh, the the song that comes to mind first is, I was thinking of um, of Everyday is a Winding Road and uh yes. Lion by Casey Musgraves.
0: Oh, I love Casey Musgraves.
1: I do too. I mean, she's a brilliant songwriter, her and Cheryl Crow, but it's so funny, like the the songs that have the like simplest hook lyrically, or have or are boiled down into such a um like simple but potent metaphor. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? You oh, know I know especially when it articulates something that I feel like is a feeling that is so recurrent in my personal life. It's like, why couldn't I have like put the words to that?
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I definitely feel that. I was talking to, um, I interviewed somebody else yesterday and we were talking about Casey Musgraves a lot. So she seems to be a recurring theme.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Well, I need to go she's been at it for so long. And, and that success that she had in the past year is so, so incredible. So incredible. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. That people are, people are noticing her and acknowledging.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's incredible. Um, Well, I also want to know who are some of your um musical or like songwriting inspirations. I know Sheryl Crow and Casey Musgraves are probably on that list, but like who are some of the people that really inspired you to
1: write, and how have they influenced your music so far? Um, oh, that's a good question. I have so many like I have so many different references from across so many genres. Yeah, is really fun. Um, but my, I mean, my favorite band of all time is the Weepies, and they're kind mm-hmm. of under not underground. They've been making music for years and years and years and years. They're married now. Oh. Um, but they're sort of an indie folk duo. Uh, yeah. Their their music has been in movies and Grey's Anatomy and TV shows and blah blah blah. But they're still pretty uh pretty uh you know off the radar, I guess. Uh
0: huh.
1: Um, they were they were I think the biggest inspiration for me just because their music meant so much to me, and yeah, their, their lyricism and the simplicity of their songs. Um made it to me feel like songwriting and and making music was really accessible and something that I could do independently on my own um now I mean, I'm looking at other things as as I grow into it, I'm looking at you know uh different instruments and production style and that sort of thing and so, but I feel like the launching point was um like really simple folk artists and even like Johnny Cash I mean he's from he's from my home state Arkansas um Mm -hmm. obviously he's a classic Dolly Parton like Mm -hmm. people that um these people that like can sit down and and write the bare bones of a song with you know just like a piano or guitar and lyricism is like my biggest inspiration Because I feel like there's, I don't know, there's something kind of magical about it. Not to sound, sure, but
0: no. Well, do you? So do you feel like you're kind of a lyrics first kind of writer or a music first kind of writer?
1: I am. I am a lyrics and melody person first and foremost. Like that is the most important thing to me. Um, That's the most accessible thing to me. Um, Yeah, that's like the, the champion of, <laughs> of my sure. writing process.
0: Yeah. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned just like having a lot of different genres that inspire you because I definitely noticed that notice a lot of influences in your music from like across genres. And I feel like you really can bounce between and and um take advantage of a bunch of different genres at once especially in your like comedic music yeah yeah I feel like you really play with it in a way that's fun and really effective Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I love that about about your stuff
1: well I Um, think like uh, um I feel like can I bring up that I'm a musical theater major now of course is it premature no I'm I mean I'm such a theater geek like that's just so ingrained in my DNA (laughs) almost um that I feel like in terms of in terms of like my bank of songs I I sort of equate it to like having a rep book (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so like I just think naturally I always am trying to fill in the gaps for myself like okay what could What could I have more of? Um, what like what colors are maybe missing that I could add? Yeah. Um, like what tone, what style, that kind of thing. So I feel like that sort of inspires me to to mix it up and expand and and challenge myself in that way. No,
0: that's really cool. I think that's valuable, and I think uh from a writing and from performance standpoint, having the background in theater, musical theater is super valuable because I just think you know in a more unique way how to connect with a song and then what you would want out of a song right. if it was something that somebody else wrote that you had to perform
1: totally totally yeah And it's it's a funny like sort of juxtaposition because I I also find um and that's why my like my my roommate actually was texting me she's back home now um but I sent her a song that I've been working on. She's like, your, your lyrics are so blunt. Like you cut to the chase. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like I, I feel like um, I like to have, you know, the, like, I do, I do like the influence of this sort of like folk um, indie rock type thing, but also there's a theatricality that comes with, I don't know. Like I like the, I like the performance element and I like the theatricality and I like sort of a shock value, like a yeah. a sense of it being provocative, you know? So um, yeah, those are, those are, it's a fine line to walk.
0: <laughs> sure, I was thinking that listening to your stuff before we uh, started talking, just like, you're not wasting any words. And I think I at least have a tendency to just like overwrite something. And try and make it, like, this expansive, poetic thing. And then the actual idea ends up getting lost in all of the, like, flowery language. And there is no mistaking what you're getting at in every single one of your songs. Like, we get where you're coming from. You have such a clear point of view. And then, I mean, even your more serious songs, you just have such a great sense of humor that, like, (laughs) your personality comes through. And we laugh because we relate and you're so clear about,
1: about what's happening. Um, so I really admire that. That's something that comedy taught me. Cause you yeah. know, I was, I was really hitting comedy hard when I first moved to New York. I didn't know what to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I had friends that were doing comedy and I wanted to do it. So um, that was one thing I learned in the comedy world was, you know, cause you have five minutes to do a set. And so, you know, all the grades of comedy are like, don't waste a single word, like every single word counts. You have to boil it down, boil it down, boil it down. So, so many, so many, um, like writing tips and tricks I learned from that practice too. Yeah, that's incredible.
0: Um, so why and how did you end up starting to write music? Like what led you there from musical theater and from comedy and, and all that?
1: So, um, I decided I didn't want to do musical theater my junior year. Um, I just, I felt, I didn't feel called to do it. I know that sounds like a little bit, maybe dramatic, but. No, no. um, The the more I learned about that specific lifestyle and that industry, I I was just like, this is not conducive with how I want to live my life. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I I felt really lost after that because you hold on to, you know, a dream or a notion of that you're going to do something your whole life. And then you realize that that's not feasible anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I took I took a year and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I did a short film, a couple short films and, um, you know, was doing like cabaret stuff in classes that I really liked. But I started, and I started playing guitar, um, like, I don't know, my second year into college. Mm-hmm. Um, like, seriously, I'd picked up a guitar before, but I didn't get serious about it until then. But I was yeah. sort of writing songs in secret. <laughs> and, um and I didn't know what I was doing. It was just one of those things that like I was doing uh with friends like uh, doing some like musical improvising, like just oh. these like dumb songs that just w- would make me so happy, but I would really keep them to myself like they felt really close to me. Um, mm-hmm. I even remember when I first moved here my my roommate at the time walked in and I was the only one home and I was sitting on the couch um playing and he was like, What what? <laughs> um, but then in you know, I was I was doing comedy, I was doing improv, um and writing these like sort of silly songs in private. And then when I the more um exp- the more exposure I got to comedy, um, the more I was like, Oh, people are doing musical comedy. Like that's a thing that I can do. Um and so I kinda you know, started, started writing in like joke form. Yeah. Then I realized it became more, um, it just became easier for me to do. And then it got to the point where I was like, I don't really like doing comedy. I'm, I don't, because in order to be a successful comedian, you have to get up every single day. You have to perform yeah. every single day. It's not an art form that can exist alone in your bedroom. It can only exist in front of other people. And yeah. I didn't like that. I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm not cut out for that. Um, so I started to, I don't know, just write a little less ironically, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, which was also has been a challenge for me. But um, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah no that's great so
1: um
0: yeah I mean I love that that journey and especially how the comedy influenced it Yeah, that, and also musical comedy I think is such an um such an underutilized art form
1: yeah yeah I,
0: it's so fun and like your show that you had a few months ago um it was you and, and a bunch of other yeah. um, musical comedians and just musicians. And it, it was so, it was just such a joyful night. <laughs> I loved that show. It was so much fun. And like, yeah. oh my gosh, everybody was just like out of their minds, laughing so hard, like having the best time. And I'm like, why don't more people do this? I'm <laughs> like the only mainstream example of musical comedy is like Bo Burnham.
1: Yeah. like Bo Burnham, Tim Minchin. Um, yeah. Even, I mean, Sarah Silverman, her first special Jesus is magic has a lot of yeah, musical comedy in it too. She's, she's been really inspiring to me um, she's over, over the course of my writing trajectory. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, musical comedy is, it's, uh, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. It's a it, it, it's I, I said fine line earlier, but it's just such a fine line between you know, um, like being truthful and being kinda kitschy, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but
0: yeah. No, it does. And I think you're you really walk that line well. Um especially like oh my gosh. The other song of yours that I'm obsessed with that has been stuck in my head all day, since, since we decided to record, I was like, started thinking about this song and it's been in my brain, is um, I Wish Ill on You. Oh my gosh. I knew you were going to bring that one up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It just makes me so happy. Yeah. It's such a fun book to like scream with your
1: friends. Oh like, my God. I'm so glad you like it. Honestly, that's I I love that song because that song changed my life. Honestly. Yeah. Like oh my gosh, tell me about that, like I just I was really going through it before I wrote that song, and like mm-hmm. I was going through a breakup, and like at one point, I thought I was gonna move to Colorado and like be with this guy and like, oh, wow. and then you find out that like you know i he's not the person that I thought he was, I'm not the person he thought he was, and like i I just felt so like lost in general, and I was like I said, I was doing this sort of secret songwriting and mm-hmm. Um, one day I'm on the train and I was like thinking about this breakup and I was like, I was just I was so desperate to sort of boil down how I felt so I could understand and like let it go. And mm-hmm. I on the train I was like it hit me I was like I wish ill on this person like I wish ill on you. And that that like idea just I took it and ran with it and was able to get over something that was so insurmountable at the time. And I was like oh, this can really help me. Like, yeah. this can help me and maybe hopefully help other people. But, um, and it's, the thing that's funny about that song is that it's it's hysterical. Like, it always inevitably gets a laugh, but oh, yeah. it's not intended to be funny. Like, and that's what's funny about all the funny songs is that yeah. I honestly don't, I don't sit down and I'm like, I'm going to write a comedy song. I just kind of write what I'm thinking or feeling. And I'm like, Oh this is hilarious cuz it's just so true.
0: You exactly. No, I mean? so it's like I think we all have that person where you try to be really mature about the breakup and you're like, you know, we've just like it wasn't right, we had to go our separate ways and then I feel like in a lot a lot of times there's a breaking point where you're like, you know what? No. Yes. I hope he has a stomach ache all yes. day. <laughs>
1: I, oh my gosh, I know, I know, it's so funny, like, and I'm such a person that like, for months after that, after I released that song, I was like, like texting my friends asking if I was putting bad juju into the universe, because no. I wrote this song, and of course my friends like, no, it's art, like, you can, you can express yourself, and that made me feel better, but.
0: Exactly, no, you have to, first of all, you've got to get that stuff off your chest, yeah, and Second of all. Everybody relates to it, even if they don't want to admit that they do. Yeah, so yeah, right. it started for a lot of people, I think.
1: Oh my gosh, crazy! So,
0: well, that's interesting that it was, it came from just trying to work out your own feelings and, and understand them better. Um, because I also want to ask you about kind of your process of like, how does a song start for you in your head, and then how do you follow through? on whatever that idea is
1: oh man I feel like some ideas oh my gosh like I feel like I don't I have an idea that I want to like sprint off into the sunset with only every so often and it feels special when that happens and it always comes in a different way Mm-hmm. Like, and it's never come twice the same way. So, I mean, sometimes like my song "Orchids." Have you heard that one? I don't think. Oh no, you sent it to me once. Maybe it's yeah. um, it's a lot of people's favorite songs. A lot of people that know my songs say that that's their favorite song that I've written mm-hmm. so far. Um, but that one, uh, my best friend from home, my childhood best friend, I gave her an orchid for her graduation, and um, she she told me that she had a hard time taking care of orchids that she had had them before because, uh, she like overtakes care of them. Yeah. <laughs> she, um, like waters. Them.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, gives them too much sun, like whatever. So she's like, Emily, I'm nervous about taking care of this. Um, but then she calls me a couple of months later and she's like, oh, it's still alive. Like I figured out that they, they don't require a lot of attention. Like you just have to leave them alone.
0: Mm-hmm. And-
1: She said that, and I was like, and actually, I even thought of Casey Musgrave's song Dandelion and how she, like, used sort of like nature metaphor. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that, that resonates with me on such a level intimately that there's a song in this. Like, there has to be a song in this. And it was in, it was, it came at such a, with what I was going through, like romantically and intimately, it was, um, it came at such a perfect time that I feel like, the stars aligned and as someone literally gifted me this idea and then yeah. that song sort of wrote itself because that was just so, you know, um, to verbalize such overwhelming feelings. I don't know. But then other times it's like, I'll sit and I'll just be playing guitar and a certain chord hits me different. And it's like, I just hear something or, um, you know, m- midtown psychic, like <laughs> that story. Um, uh-huh was on my chest like so much I just like it was just bothering me so deeply that I was like I have to make something of this like sometimes it's sometimes things will simmer for a long time and it's like I know that this is here and I just don't know how yet to boil it down and sometimes it's like a freaking you know paper airplane flying in from the sky and I'm like ah I gotta catch that yeah
0: Oh, I love that. No, you Midtown Psychic is another one that I think, I mean, when it starts, I think everyone is kind of on the like, oh, yes, serious, serious story time. And then <laughs> we, we all end up so caught up in it. And so just like along for the ride of the story. And it's like, it's kind of heartbreaking a little bit. And then it's also so hilarious. Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, love, I love the experience of that song.
1: Yeah, right. No, me too. And it's like, and especially as I'm, like, the longer I sit with it, I I cherish it even more because, you know, the more, especially in the midst of, like, what's going on, it's like the, to sort of have that in a time capsule, like, mm-hmm. that story for something that was so convoluted at the time and so overwhelming, it's like, now it seems almost simple. and innocent in a way even though it's not an innocent song at all but (laughs) like I don't know to be like I'm only 22 like the more I grow up with that I'm just kind of like oh that's that's sweet like I'm not gonna be in that place forever that's what writing songs has taught me too (laughs) yeah that's
0: a good little marker of where you are and like revisiting old songs is always interesting because you're like how did I I see songs that I wrote in high school and I'm like How did that girl feels so deep?
1: <laughs> like, yeah, right? Like, what are you crying about? Jesus.
0: <laughs> I'm like you didn't even have to pay rent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well,
0: so when you're when you're kind of in the middle of a song, do you I'm sure you have these moments, we all do, of just kind of getting stuck in it and I'm- like having some writer's block. Um what are some ways that you work
1: through or around that? Gosh, that's I've been thinking about this even recently with I've been sort of depressed about what's going on. Um, yeah. and it's been really difficult for me to sit down and write.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I've been trying to just like do what I can and you know, play chords and vocalize a bit, but um, I feel like in those times, I have to go back to like my go-to is go back to the basic structure of a song and then I allow myself to write the shittiest dumbest song I could possibly come up with yeah. <laughs> Um because then I at least am exercising like letting go of any judgments um, and I'm also working on the sort of like craftsmanship element of it so that way when I do have an inspiring idea. I can, that's more accessible. Um, but the, the in-between ideas is always super grueling for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it feels sort of taxing and tedious and, um, it's humbling (laughs) for sure. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Oh man. I'm just thinking that that between ideas thing is, has been hard for me
1: yeah yeah
0: I have all this time and I really want to write and I feel like I have a lot of creative energy but I'm like I just don't know where to put it like I don't know what the idea is that I need to be writing right now you know
1: no totally I like and that's one of the reasons too I feel like just you know I unintentionally have uh and becoming a multimedia artist is because, you know, my first, my first reaction in this was to paint. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that that, um, that practice informs songwriting too. Like I think that the power of, of cross disciplinary arts is so amazing. It's it's really powerful. I think um, an important, for me, no, I
0: definitely I agree. And I think your uh visual art and your songs really go hand in hand. Really? I think so. Wow, I mean thanks. The, I mean the energy of, of both of those things is just so purely you. Um and I always whenever I look at one of your paintings, one of your songs always comes into my brain.
1: Oh my gosh. Wow, that's really cool. See? Yeah,
0: no, it's just it's really like, I can't separate your art from you because you put so much of yourself into it. It's it's beautiful.
1: Thank you. Thank sure. you. What's,
0: um, what's your favorite song of yours you've
1: written? Oh, man. It's like picking a favorite kid. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a hard one. Um, ah. We could always do like a top three and why. I feel like if I had to pick a favorite it actually would be Midtown Psychic. Yeah. Um top 3 though, I I I think I would have to say Midtown Psychic because it's one of my favorite stories to tell. Mhm. Um and like that experience with the audience is always really fun. I feel like oh, yeah. um I feel like I'm like A conductor of I don't know like a some sort of roller coaster (laughs) it feels experiential Mm -hmm. Uh, the song the song I'm really that that I'm about to release that I'm really excited about I'm so proud of that song Mm -hmm. Um, I'm proud of both of them but the first one in particular I'm really proud of because I co-produced it and that's the first time that I've co-produced a song Uh, so Uh, that one means a lot to me, but just because I was, I put so much of my hand into it. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, gosh, I think my third is probably my song called like a fool. Mm -hmm. That one I'm probably, I'm probably not going to release. Like I'll probably only do it live and I don't know how long it's going to stay in my repertoire of things Mm -hmm. that I perform, but um that song was the first song that I feel like allowed me to access that vulnerability to bridge the gap between like comedy and and actual songwriting yeah and like that that I don't know that song came so easily when I sat down to write it that I it's it's just like a fun little like country song kind of but wait what's
0: that one about I feel like I've heard it
1: uh so I was like how do I sound when I say I want you I go oh, yeah um oh, yeah. I think I've played that one a decent amount um, yeah it's just about like I don't know like um the hook is like uh I know that I said it's over but now I want to pull you closer it's so like oh. It's cliché but I don't know it's just like it's it's just like a lighthearted song about feeling like oh this might be dumb that I like want you back and like I you know I wanna like drive in the car with you and like just be live with you or not live yeah. with you, but, like be <laughs> with you and not like in your apartment but like um yeah I don't know yeah. uh, like feeling sort of foolish in that vulnerability but like owning it and just being like yeah this is this is how I actually feel and it's tender.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> I love
1: that to like my rough around the edges shit that I pull so frequently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No for sure. I think that's and I definitely understand why it's something like one of those little live treasures and not something you want to put out.
1: Yeah. 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 It feels like it's a song that's just for me. For sure. And those are so important.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's songs that I'm, I don't think I'll ever put out or like even steal from for songs I do put out that just exist. And I don't ever want anybody else to hear them. And I, they just make me happy when I play them. And like, either I know they're not very good, but they feel good to me or, you know,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: We've all got those. Yep. Um, What's a um you can pick or you can do both. Either <laughs> a lyric or a melodic line that you've written that you're really proud of.
1: Oh man. Um in in that song Drug Test that I have. Yeah. Uh, that chorus or that the melody line in that chorus I love.
0: What it remind me like
1: um yeah, I've been to Paris, France. I've been to Rome. Swam in the ocean. Oh yeah. No, and I know. I don't know. It's kind of croony. Yeah. Like, uh, it's
0: just like lilting and. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Um, yeah. And yeah, that one's that one. I really, the the melody line on that is kind of funky. Um, yeah, it is. Uh. And I mean Midtown Psychic, I love the melody line on that. Duh, yeah. duh. I hear like little chimes in it, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um
0: That's what I love about watching you live, is I feel like we really see you hearing a full orchestration, even if it's just you your <laughs> guitar. <laughs> like, like, we can watch you like have those ideas like in the moment. It's so cool.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. I know I do, I do. I do I do <laughs> um I, I'm proud of uh I'm proud of the song the song that I'm about to drop too. i I like the melody line in that one because it's kind of belty and mm-hmm. it's been hard for me to write like in that register for me so ah, you know you know you'll hear it I'm really yeah. excited to hear it. um I'm so excited uh and then it's like it's a bop it sounds like it could be in like a Hillary duff movie
0: oh my gosh right um, so pumped for it I'm really
1: excited to release like g-rated music because I feel like <laughs> I don't know like there's just something so pure about it that yeah. you're having a crush and you don't know if they have a crush on your back oh I love it so I'm trying to be sweet <laughs> oh um, gosh lyrically I feel like I want to answer both is that okay yeah okay um God, yeah. I guess Midtown Psychic is my favorite song because I keep referring to it. Yeah, yeah. I I like the line, the the lyrics in that that I like so much are, um, I guess I I guess. Or then she told me I have a couple angels who are closer than they seem, mm-hmm. um, which I love. Yeah, me too. Like a reminder for me, and then also at the end when it's like I'll learn a little patience. Maybe I'll go to California. I love that little part just because to me, it's like every time I sing it, I'm reminded that like I do have a sort of, I don't know. It reminds me that I I do have a need to be spiritually connected and that I also, um, <laughs> that patience is virtue and that I still have a world of things to experience and life yeah. to live. Um, I love that. Yeah, it's like a little prayer, kind of.
0: De- yeah, I see that. It's definitely a meditation on, like, what you need.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, like, learning – that song helped me learn to, uh, like, let go of feeling like I need to be with someone all mm-hmm. the time because um, I'm a person that will sort of – You know, bend over backwards to make relationships that aren't good for me or the other person work. Mm -hmm. And I've been in some like toxic, not great relationships. Yeah. It's a sort of pattern for me. So I feel like assessing that and like I only went to the psychic because I was, you know, wanting her to be like, oh, don't worry, you're going to find you're going to find this person who's going to, you know, do this and be that and blah, blah, blah. And you're going to fall in love. And I definitely had a little bit of a savior complex. And I feel like, um, you know, assessing that in that song, I'm just kind of like, no, like, like lusting after things and like being involved with these like fantasies of people is mm-hmm. a form of toxicity. And like, unless something is right, breast your cards, like keep protect your heart. Yeah. And, you know, things are worth the wait. And until until I am happily in love, then I can have fun and vacation and drink with my yeah. friends and swipe on Tinder. <laughs>
0: and then after you're happily in love, you can do all of those things, but, like, with someone you love a
1: lot. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, I need to figure out, like, who, who I am on my own and – um that sort of thing. I'm just... I'm such a sucker for romance. I'm, like, such a... I'm such a hopeless romantic. Yeah. That has gotten the best of me. And so I feel like, you know, I've had to find that balance between um, being open to something and mm-hmm. acknowledging that, like, yes, ultimately, I would love to be in love. But mm-hmm. for now, it's okay that I'm not. And, um, you know, I can live my life as if I did have a partner and then I'll have a partner. Exactly. Blah, 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 blah. So just gotta stop stop looking for it too hard and Exactly. And I know and that's the thing too. I'm like, I'm I'm done seeking out anything. <laughs> yeah. It gets exhausting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially in these times.
0: Exactly. Um I think now is a really good my roommate Rosie um brought up that she was like, maybe during this um like time of isolation, I'll just get on like hinge or whatever and set up FaceTime dates so that
1: you oh my- like someone you're else like, said that too.
0: Really? Were you- so you're just like meeting people but you can only talk. There's no like weird like, is he gonna kiss me when he walks me to the subway? Like- <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I think that's a great idea and also just like an interesting social experiment. I think so too. Maybe let's try it. I mean not me. My boyfriend is here in my home with me. But <laughs> he's amazing. But somebody should try that. <laughs> I think I will. Sure. Why um, not? Do it. Keep me updated. <laughs> I'm available. Awesome. Um okay I so since you you do so many different um art forms. And you have so many mediums that you work in. What about songwriting feels necessary? Like why is this a medium that's necessary for you?
1: Um Oh man. I feel like going back to uh like what we were talking about earlier about how like that's a sort of like time capsule like songs are kind of time capsules in that way yeah I have a lot of answers to this but um first and foremost I feel like like my songs are a personal map for me like all of my all of my art even is like I I have to be that's just how I ground myself in reality yeah (laughs) I'm I am such a person that inherently I'm so um not aloof but a little like just kind of I'm not a naturally grounded person I'm a I'm sort of manic I'm sort of neurotic I get obsessive Mm -hmm. um I this is like my quote shadow self but um I I'm impatient like what we were talking about earlier I have to remind myself to be patient like there are just certain things that I feel like Um, If I didn't have that, I would just be, like, a tornado walking around. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But also, I feel like, in in terms of, like, the the process of it, that's what – that's why it feels necessary. But um, in terms of, like, the performance aspect or, like, um, I don't know, even, like – Delivering a finished product, not even performance, but having something finished. uh, The act of like singing puts me so in my body. Yeah. And like is the one thing that I feel like when I'm doing it, the world quiets. Mm -hmm. um, And it's sort of meditative. And so I feel like that's just something that I have to remind myself to do. And that I need to do in order to stay sane
0: (laughs) for sure no that's that's beautiful and I think I mean just in the musical theater space of like that being where I got my singing training right we really focus on it being a full body thing yeah right full body full mind is like what you need to sing and it's definitely
1: like for sure
0: yeah and so I can look back on all of my worst performances and worst auditions and the common thread is that I was using one thing and it was my head. Yep, exactly. And and I wasn't using my whole body to support myself and I wasn't using emotion to support myself. either. So yeah, it's so important to just like drop in
1: and, Uh and feel that. No, totally. Um, yeah, it's, it's so true. I feel like the mind is, is a, a tricky place yeah. <laughs> to be yeah. in by itself.
0: For sure. That's why this, um, this whole isolation thing is a little tricky.
1: Yeah, right. You're like, Oh, no, that mind up there. She's got a lot of room to run. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah exactly. And, you know, I and going back to like, what, um, what you were saying with like musical theater too, I feel like, the technicality, I mean, I'm re- in hindsight, now that I've had space from it, I'm so grateful that I have the technical support that I have and that I was um, given the opportunity to, like, study. But yeah. um, I felt like, like, coming into my voice, I feel like I had to sort of unlearn everything and trust that I knew it <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, for a while, point being, for a while, uh, like singing to me was so, uh, my joy of it was robbed, I feel like, for a Mm -hmm. bit because of the technical aspect. Um, But it feels good to, I don't know, develop my own relationship with it and my own like sort of, I don't know sense like how being my own teacher and like sensing where I need to be when I'm singing and how I need to access what I need to access and I don't know if that makes sense but
0: no it does I feel like that all the technical stuff is like ew am I about to make a sports reference I think I am um (laughs) like I'm sure I mean not that I'm an athlete I wouldn't know but I'm sure athletes The time spent like in the gym, isn't the joyful part of it. The time that you're like on the field, actually like playing the game, that's where the joy is. But you couldn't have that if you're not spending
1: that time in the gym. It's no, exactly. And that's like that's the thing with everything. It's the thing with with painting. It's the thing with singing. It's the thing with dancing. It's the thing with songwriting. It's the thing with writing in general. It's like there will inevitably be days where it feels so grueling and so unnecessary and like so exhaustive Mm -hmm. and pointless even but that's just exercising
0: (laughs) yeah exactly you have to do it
1: yep do you have any
0: advice for people that might be wanting to start writing or maybe feel like they're stalled in their creative process
1: um, my biggest piece of advice is to write for thirty minutes to an hour stream of consciousness every morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that has been my answer to everything, and I can tell when I when I fall off of it, I notice.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I actually got that. I well, I did artist way for a bit, but I heard that even before artist way, from Stevie Nicks. She told Heim, uh huh, that to write. She says to write on a page and then do a page of poetry that's not really my jam, so I just do like straight stream of consciousness, but that'll get out all of the shit that's like that will not serve you creatively, yeah, that's uh, your
0: like mental fiber drink for the day,
1: exactly, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah exactly it's well it just like purge it's it not only does it purge any sort of like self-judgment criticism but it also slows down my mind and it starts to bridge the gap between my mind and my body just the act of putting a pen to paper yeah um is like meditative in a way it's like a moving meditation
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and so that's really important to me I've been pretty bad the past week like i've I've gone a couple days or two not doing it. And today I was like, you have to sit down and do this. I should have done it before we even got on this call, but <laughs> um, I'll just have to do it after, I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, I always find, I mean, these interviews for me have been so inspiring and like really, I don't know, put me in a place where I I feel like I'm being led to create again yeah, when yeah. I haven't felt that for a little while.
1: Good. Just yeah. talking to you I feel that too. I'm feeling more agency and yeah. I'm feeling more connected. I'm feeling more powerful. I'm feeling less fearful and sharing. Um Yeah, my friend who I playing with, um he says, and I think this is so sweet, he says that he's just gonna keep he's gonna keep doing uh doing his thing and then seeing who dances. Oh isn't that amazing? Yeah, I love that. I'm just gonna do my thing and wait to see who dances. And I'm like, I love that. I'm just gonna keep, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing and see if anybody finds it a little bit contagious.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. I really, I I love that so much because I feel like we can get so caught up in like turning out a product. Yep. Um, and especially like right now, I'm I'm working on an EP, so I'm like, no, I, know I okay. saw. Yeah, so I'm just like I'm caught up in like, okay, I need to figure out my plan for marketing this, and I need to figure out oh, like no. I'm it's so like, bad. I know it's all, and I get so lost in it, and then I just have to come back to like why I'm recording those songs, and it's because I love them. Yeah, because I, I want to have that time capsule of when I'm 22, and like, live in the dream. (laughs) And I can't always recognize that's what I'm doing. So
1: and I mean, I definitely yeah, my I feel that like, with my own sort of ego, like in argument with my ego, it's like, I want people to hear this. And, you know, I feel like it's normal when you put in a certain amount of time and energy. Of course, of course, there's going to be this like, inherent want for a validation or mm-hmm. recognition or whatever but um yeah I have to do the same thing it's good that you just said that to remind yourself like why you're doing what you're doing and yeah. what you want from it
0: mm-hmm. well and that's where this the purpose of this podcast is multifold but part of it is because I feel inspired when I hear about other people's process and what inspires them and I've never taken like a class on songwriting I don't really know what that the craft entails other than what I've figured out on my own so this is really educational for me but also I'm hoping that this gives everybody I talk to some validation of like if if I'm interviewing you I love your music <laughs> and like it's it's something i think people need to know and people should know like how it it comes to be how it's born so no,
1: i mean you you are so amazing in that like you are so supportive and um so generous in your spirit and and um in your uh feedback like and it's always so i feel like you're so the observations you make are are so poignant and you really have a gift of, of making people feel um, like solid in their oh. own. Well, thanks so own. much. I'm right.
0: going to sit here and try to receive that. <laughs>
1: no, you should. Like, and I'm, I'm so thankful that you have, you have created space. Like, and as a person that has, has, you know, reaped the benefit of that. It's like, thank you for, for giving oh, people in a platform. It's really, really amazing.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad you appreciate it. I am I appreciate you being oh a part of it. Yeah. I'm just glad people come and people want to be part of it because um, right. the community I think is, is so important in, especially as writers or painters or singers, it's easy to get caught up in sitting in your room and trying to turn something out and being isolated in that. And yeah, I just want to. Yeah, that, sure.
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think we,
0: And the collaboration and the community is, is really, really valuable. And I think it's, it's good for everybody when there's more of that.
1: Oh, agreed. I am. I'm, I've actually been saying that's like my lesson for this year, I think is to um open myself up to more collaboration. Yay. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's even in this conversation, it's like, so, um, it's, it's difficult to not feel like I am the only person that's going through creative drought or yeah. doubt or like even what you're saying about marketing your EP. Like these things that I feel like, wow, there are so many people who have figured this out. Why can't I figure it out? Or like, why is this happening? Like, is this only happening to me? It's, you know, it's good to, it's good to hear that you're not alone in that plight. No. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Not at all. And I want you and everybody else to know that that's why the Siren Songs community is here to support each other and really help out with any of those things that you need. Like you and, and uh, Savannah Okia Grosso, who's done a Siren Songs before. Yeah, yeah I remember her. Great, yeah, she makes great visual art and she made the art for this podcast. And um, I have... Gotten some experience in marketing, so like I'm here to help with that if you need help with it, or you know we're all here to support and lend a hand where we can, right? So, right. We believe in each other.
1: It's true. Yeah. No little- well, if it see. Oh wait. No little tree. What is it? <laughs> no little tree alone creates an arbor. Oh, I love that. I also want to share with you a quote too. I remind myself this. I don't know if this is you. But this is something that I like to retreat back to. Mm-hmm. I would rather be, uh, what is it? I'd rather be nine persons'
0: favorite thing yes. than a hundred people's ninth favorite thing.
1: Yes. <laughs> you tell me
0: that. Yes, I love it. You that- tell me that? Yeah, it's in
1: title of show. Oh my god! It is Caroline. I have literally ingrained that in my body. Um. Good. I love that.
0: I think that you are – the more you get out there, you're going to be 100 people's first favorite thing. Oh,
1: my God. Like I don't know,
0: man. You are – your energy is so infectious and beautiful. It's impossible not to love you.
1: You're too.
0: Oh, well, I'm just happy to have you as part of the family. I'm so grateful. Oh, is there anything else um, you need to promo or get off your chest?
1: Um – I'm just going to say uh, to anyone who is listening, please stream artists that um, especially like indie artists that don't have a huge following. I think it's really important. And also I encourage everyone to um, take a look on Bandcamp because Bandcamp is doing some off- awesome things right now. Um, They're giving like more of their profits to artists than they would be normally. And there are a lot of, really amazing indie artists on there that, um, you know, would prefer to use Bandcamp instead of streaming platforms because streaming platforms don't make anybody any money, really. Um, yeah. So that is that is the one thing I would like to say.
0: Awesome. So we can find your music on there, right?
1: Yeah. You can find awesome. my music on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud. I have the most stuff because I put demos on SoundCloud just for anybody who, like, wants to dig deeper. <laughs> like for people that want to hear um like some more obscure stuff so uh, I put a song on there last night and it's
0: great oh my gosh I was jamming to it while I was getting ready this morning
1: isn't it so dumb (laughs) I love it it's so funny I just wanted to put something silly out there that's great I think that's awesome so
0: oh well thank you so much for talking to me I like I feel so good I'm glad. Me too. This was really nice. Yeah. And I hope everybody listening feels good I'm listening to this because we sure had a great time.
1: I'm giving <laughs> you a virtual hug.
0: Oh, me too. I love you. I love you. Oh, thanks God, for being here. I love your life. Oh, okay. I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Bye. Bye.